Praise your name. I want to be careful with the presence of the Spirit of God today. Most of the time we don't get, we're not behind him. People think they're going to miss him. Most of the time we're not behind him. Most of the time we get ahead of him. declares that that he descended on Jesus as a dove it's described as a dove throughout the New Testament you need to understand that's that his presence is is light and delicate the Holy Spirit is a perfect gentleman first of all you need to understand that he's God <laughs> And he is God in a personhood, which means he, he can be offended. Do you know the Spirit of God can be offended? Galatians declares that you have offended the Spirit of grace. The Spirit of grace, anytime you see the Spirit of, that is the attribute of the Holy Spirit. He's powerful because he's God. But he comes where he's welcomed. You know why he's not moving in power in churches all over the world is because he's not welcomed. The Spirit of God would say to you today that I have moved among you in, in a delicate peace many times and the in the following months but I desire to move among you in power and strength and in glory and in and, and a way that, is, that will shake the foundations of who you are and of the church world today I desire to show myself powerful again in my church I desire to shake the nations for my glory I desire to be who I am in my church today I desire to move in the gifts of my spirit. I desire to put fruit in you. I desire to be who I am among my people. It is my strong desire today to move on your behalf. Will you welcome me? Will you welcome me? Will you welcome me in my house and in your life? Will you welcome me for it is my desire to move in power, says the Lord. Hallelujah. He will move where he is welcomed and where people are unashamed and unafraid. Listen, I am not ashamed to be named among the saved, among, among the righteous. I am not ashamed with Paul. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it's the power of God unto salvation. I am not ashamed of the power of the Holy Ghost because it is God's way and it is His, it is his choice, it is His method, and it is, and it is still His desire. He has never changed. 
I am not ashamed. Listen, I am not ashamed of the dance. I am not ashamed of a shout. I am not ashamed of a hand clap of praise. I am not ashamed of the gifts of the Spirit. I am not ashamed to allow God to be God in His house. Will you stand with Him today and be unashamed of who He is and allow Him to move in your life? Will you be unashamed today to allow Him to move in power in your home today? He desires such among his people. I will not push him to the back room or give him an appointed time in the service. It is his house. It is his service. It is his time. He is going to move where he is welcomed in this world today. We have been too set on trying to save the ship rather than to save the people. Listen to me. We are too, we are too concentrated on trying to save a country than we are to try to save a, 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 a people. We are too concentrated on, on the politics of the land and the finances of the day whenever our concentration should be on that, that we are on the last closing moments of time and that the only thing that matters is that people, if they leave this world by the grave or by the rapture, that one breath is on this side and the other breath is on the other side. It's the only thing that matters. It is the only thing that matters. When God is pushed to the side and go through a religious form that, that ends up with a dead church, with a dead country, and a dead land. We are where we are today because the pulpits have been ashamed of the gospel and of the power of God. I refuse to be ashamed of the power of the living God. He's looking for a clean house and a clean people. I'll tell you in Acts chapter 27, let me think there just a moment. Because see, in Acts 27, Paul begged them not to go on the ship, if you remember. He said not to go. But whenever they went anyway, he went in chains. And when the storm came, they wanted to know who was on board that was a sinner. What was going on that this thing had happened. And they began to want to jump ship. And the word of God had come to Paul and said that if they will stay with the ship, every life will be spared. And they, they, were trying, they got to the point where they were trying to, to, to get rid of things to save the ship. And Paul said, stay with the ship. It may be broken up and it may be scattered, but if you will stay together, that every life will be spared. And today we are too concentrated on trying to save a country. I'm telling you, we're too concentrated on trying to save a country. Boy, y'all don't like that. We are too concentrated on trying, that is what everyone's focus is on today, almost without exception, is trying to save a country. When I'm telling you to stay with the ship, it may get battered, it may get bruised, it may get broken up, but if you will stay with it, every life that stays with it will be saved. It's not, about, it's not about the country. Listen, this, this country we live in has become an idol. And I love it. I'm as, I'm as, I'm as red-blooded patriotic as anybody in this room. But this country is not what it's about. We are, we are in the closing moments of this dispensation of grace. I've got children 
that need to hear the truth and to me not be unashamed, for me not to be ashamed. You've got children, you've got family that needs to hear the truth without shame. You've got people that you need to speak into their life and power. You may be the only one that they ever hear from. It's time that you walk in the power of the Holy Ghost, that you walk in the gifts of His Spirit. It's time that the fruit manifests in your life and you walk in power through, the, through Him. I personally, I, I, I'm willing to say things now that I haven't been willing to say too often, but I am telling you, I do not believe that we are in a position for this country to go on as it has went. It's not going to continue on the same road. It's not going to happen. You're going to have to make up your mind if you are for, the, if you are for him, the, word, the living word, or if, you are for the, or if you're for trying to save a philosophy. See, I can live. See, I can. Paul was bound in chains, but lived in freedom. Do you understand that? The early church that we say we want to model, we want to see. Hey, if I said, I want to see the power of the holy, of the early church, everybody in this room would rise and clap. But they, their power came under the worst conditions that you can imagine. Your provision is going to come when you are sold out to the Word of God. Your provision is going to come when you walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. Your provision, everything that you're going to have in your life that's going to carry you through is going to come by faith in what He has already done. And that he, he, when, when He becomes Jehovah Jireh again to you, you will see Him provide. See, we, we've got now, now, the, now the American government is Jireh. Everybody, it's our provider. We want them to give us everything. That's the problem of, of a, a whole society today is, is what will you give me? Because he, the government has became our source. And I'm going to tell you, God, is, the first commandment is there shall be no other God before me. He is not going to allow anything or anybody to take his place. He's coming for a spotless and clean bride. He's coming for a true people that are, by the way, he says, I'm coming for those who are looking for me. Are you looking? Are you anticipating? He wants to return. He, he, is, he wants to return in power to his church. And I'm going to tell you, that's going to shake some of your worlds. It's going to shake my world. Some of you is going to have to learn to smile on Sunday morning. Some of you is going to have to learn that you, that you can let go and let God. Some of you is going to have to learn to break through your pride that, you, that there's no telling what God might do in your life. Hey, you might even run. Who knows? You might even shout. Who knows? But it's not, I'm going to tell you, he's not coming for people that are looking stone-faced and that have no appreciation for his power, for his word, or for his presence. He is coming to a people that will, that, that will respond to the presence of the living God. Sunday morning religion has got to go. We got to walk in it Monday. We got to walk in it Tuesday. We got to go to bed in it. We got to wake up in it. We got to, I'm anticipating a move, a powerful move of the Spirit of God in this house that is going to shake this region. I am so sick of church as usual that I could die. 
I'm so sick of preacher talk all over the internet. Oh, it was fire here. And it was glory there. Oh, it was a mighty move of God. And I go look at their video and all they did was go through their Sunday morning routine, their Sunday morning program. They started at 10, 10 o'clock sharp, ended at 12 o'clock dull, and that they want to put it all over the internet how the glory and the fire of God was there. And I think it's offensive. As if it's offensive to me, it's offensive to him. It's false advertisement and it's a lie. He is going to move in a people that want him and desire him and will allow him in their own. You've got to allow him in your own life before you can allow him in your church. Mm -mm. The denominational junk is over. I've told you that. It's over. Listen, I'm proud of what I've been taught. I'm proud of the foundations that are under me that were given to me because I was raised in a full gospel church. But I'm going to tell you, as a fellowship, we have left it. And if I could shed the label today, I promise you I would for the sake of the gospel so people could see the cross past the sign. I'm ready for people to see the power of God past the sign on the door. I'm ready for people who are just hungry. Maybe they come out of the Baptist church. Maybe they come out of the Assembly of God church. Maybe they come out of the Episcopal church. Maybe they come out of just a hellhole down the street, but they need something real when they walk in the door because if they don't get something real, they're powerless and they will leave the same and they will leave unchanged. They will leave with children that are still broken, with marriages that are still falling apart. They will still be eaten up with every kind of rot that hell has to deal with. We've got to have a church that is willing to stand and not be ashamed of the power of God that can move among you. He will use you if you will let him. It's not just the preacher, it's you. It's us. You've got to want him. I would declare that he wants his church back and he's going to take it. <laughs> Hallelujah. I stand amazed in the presence. Hallelujah. I stand amazed in the presence of Jesus the Nazarene. Oh, how I wonder how you could love me, Jesus, a sinner condemned, unclean. Oh, how marvelous, how wonderful, and my song shall never be. Oh, how marvelous, how wonderful is my Savior's love for me. He took all my grief. And my sorrows, and he made me 
and he bore the burdens of Calvary. Suffered and died. Sing it, church. How wonderful. Oh, how marvelous is how wonderful my soul shall ever be. Oh, how marvelous is how wonderful is my Savior's love for me. understand it but you know what you feel you don't understand it but you know what you feel let me tell you he, he asked you to be a believer he'll take care of the understanding through his word walk into his presence this morning Lord walk into his presence this morning there's deliverance in his presence he'll break the bonds of sin in his presence he'll change minds in his presence hallelujah Oh, we have to come back to the place where we stand amazed. I stand amazed in the presence of Jesus the Nazarene. Hallelujah. Staying in this atmosphere and in this presence, we're going to go, I'm going to read some scripture in just a few moments. We're going to go straight into communion. Do not, don't change where you're at. Stay where you're at. Hallelujah. He says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, he says, Know you not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived. For neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor the effeminate, or abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor rivalers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. He said, but such were some of you. But you are washed. You are sanctified. But you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. He said, all things are lawful to me, but not all things are expedient. All things are lawful, but not all things brought under the power to any. Meats for the belly, and the belly is for meats, but God shall destroy both in it and them. 
Now the body is not for fornication. We have a generation that thinks that anything goes. But he's going on to tell us that you have to walk away from these things. He said, don't be deceived. You can't live this way and think that you're, that you're going to make heaven. He said, such were some of you. He says, the body is not for fornication, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. And God has raised up both the Lord and he will raise up us by his own power. <clears throat> know you not, listen to me, church, in the atmosphere of, of amazement in the presence of the Nazarene. He says, know you not that your bodies are members of Christ. Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a harlot? God forbid. What? Know you not that which we have joined to a harlot is one body? For two, says he, shall become one flesh. But he is joined to the Lord's in one spirit. Listen to me, somebody. Flee fornication. Who? You. Flee. Child of God, man of God, woman of God, flee. Every sin that man does outside of the body, but he who commits fornication sins against his own body. It's, a, it's the word of the day. It was my message, but I feel strongly to move from straight from the presence of God into the communion service, understanding that we've got, to, we've got to flee the things the Bible says to flee from, and you've got to understand that there's things that you do outside of your body, but whenever it's sexual perversion, sexual sin, sex outside of a bond of a one man and one woman, that means whether it's by the computer screen or it's by the hellhole down the street that you can rent a room by the hour or, if it, or any way it comes that you have to flee because it says that these things enter inside your body. It is the number one gateway for 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 demonic activity in your home it is the number one gateway for the for the for the strongholds to build in your life see it says the other sin is outside of the body but this sin is of the body i'm going to tell you sir ma'am it's everybody nowadays if you're jesus said if your right if your hand offends you cut it off it is for it's better to enter into heaven maimed than to go into eternity without him whole. He said, if your right eye offends you, pluck it out. Sir, if you can't handle that cell phone, throw the stupid thing away. Ma'am, if, if you can't handle the, the chat rooms, throw the computer away. Get it out of your kids' hands. I'm talking to somebody today. You are in the presence of a holy God and he is speaking directly into your soul and into your home this morning. He says, if it offends you, get rid of it. It says for you to flee fornication. You want to know why there's hell in the, in the, among our teenagers and stuff? Because we're in a porn-soaked, hellhole, adulterous, sin-sick society that nobody will say is destroying you. Get it out of your house today. It's why they're rebellious. It's why they're coming against everything. It's the stronghold. And it's the portals straight to hell that's walking into your home. If your hand offends you, cut it off. If your eye offends you, pluck it out. No, young man, you can't handle it. No, old man, you can't handle it. No, ma'am, you 
you can't handle it. I'm sick of a society that says we honor women and we celebrate women and we, and we put away perversion while 90% of the internet by the millions as young women and young men that are selling their body for, so the, for, for everybody to view so the world can go to hell in a handbasket while we're pretending that we honor lives. It's a lie and we're contributing to it. Flee fornication. What? Verse 19, know ye not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own? Child of God, you have no right. You have no right. You have no right. You are not your own. For you were bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit which are God's. You're not your own. The truth of the Word of God has to return to the pulpit. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, we're going to move into communion shortly, but I want to read you the end before the beginning. It says, let every man examine himself. Just stay put a minute. Any movement will be distracting. Just stay put. Stay put. Let every man examine himself. Who? Examine yourself this morning. Let every person, every, all of mankind examine theirself. And let him eat of the bread and drink of that cup. For he that eats and drinks unworthily eats and drinks damnation to himself, not discerning the, the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you and many sleep. Listen to what verse 31 says in this world today. For if we would judge ourselves, if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. He tells you in verse 6, to not be deceived that these things cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. He tells you that these things enter in and defile the whole body. He tells you you're not your own, that you've been bought by the price, that you belong to God. And he tells you before you, before you take the Lord's, the, the Lord's body that you need to examine yourself. This morning, today would be a day of self-examination. He says, if you judge yourself, no one else will have to judge you. He says, many are sick and many are weak. Many are asleep. He says, that means they've died. Not discerning the Lord's body. What does that mean? It, it's just not about grape juice in a cracker. It's about that you don't that you died. You're sick. You sick because you don't discern that that blood was shed for your healing. That, you, that many are dead because they didn't discern that they they've lost sight of the fact that that, that the body and the blood was for me, and that it would, that it would cleanse me and wash me. And and it says. Before you take it, examine yourself so that you take worthily. What's that mean? That I, I understand that he more than saved me. That, he get, that that blood and that body that was broken gave me everything I need to live this life victoriously. It is faith in him. Not the pulpit, not the denomination, not the country, not the Congress, not the governor, not the president, not the senator. Anything else you can think of that you're worried about right now? I think many of you are going to be shocked in November because I don't think there'll be a red wave. And if there's not a red wave, you're not going to know how to wake up Wednesday morning. 
But I can tell you, there's a glory wave that will never disappoint you. There's, a, there's one from glory that will never let you down. There's one that has paid the price that you belong to that will provide for you. You should not even think about being afraid. You should be thinking about discerning who he is. Many are sick and some are dead because we forgot who he is. I'll remember today who he is. Who is he? He's everything. He's everything. He is life. He is light. He is freedom. He is salvation. He, is, he, he has set me free. He is truth. We can talk all day about who he is. He's not a religious figure. He is the one who has broke the chains of bondage on your life. And some of us are in bondage this morning because we have failed maybe just this week. Maybe for the last few months that we've lost sight of He is our deliverer. He will deliver you today. He's whatever you need, He's it. This morning, if I could get Matt, if you'd come help me. Nate, come help me. Scott Hoffpower, come help me. Neil, come and help me. Just grab a tray and just take a section each. And begin to pass out elements, please. Sing it again, I stand amazed. I stand amazed in the presence of Jesus, the Nazarene. Oh, and I wonder, I wonder how he could love me, a sinner condemned and unclean. Don't open anything yet. And don't you dare take an element of communion out of a ritual or because everybody else is. If you have any doubt about where you're at, begin to examine yourself now before you ever open it. If you don't stand amazed in His presence, I, I would stand there until I did. Hallelujah. It's not a casual thing. It's not a casual thing. Listen, there's no salvation in the cup. There's no salvation in the bread. This is not a sacrament. There was only one sacrament, and that was at Calvary's cross, where he died once and for all. No, there's no transubstantiation. This doesn't become the body in your mouth and the blood in your mouth because he's already been sacrificed. This is a memorial. This is a, an ordinance, a memorial, a reminder of who, what he's already done. The price has already been paid. Salvation comes by when you believe in your heart on the Lord Jesus Christ and confess that God that He died and God raised Him from the dead. And you confess with your mouth that He's your Lord when you place your faith in who He is and what He's already done. 
It's a reminder to examine yourself. It says to do it as, of, as often as you do it, to do it in remembrance of Him. It's a memorial. You know, there's going to come a day at the marriage supper when He's going to do it to Himself again. He's going to raise that glass one more time. Do you know that? It's like when He did on the night that He was betrayed. I intend to be there. I intend to be there. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. It says that, I'm, that the Lord Jesus Christ, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it. If you would, if you peel the top clear layer, you'll find that it'll release the, the little waffle. I would encourage you to take it between your fingers and just snap it in half. It says when he break it. And when he had given thanks, Matt, would you give thanks for the body of Christ this morning? says take and eat for this is my body that was broken for you this do in remembrance of me that body was broken for your healing this morning if you need a touch from God in your body I'd receive it now he's still the healer he's still the healer he's still the healer says, and after the same manner, he also took the cup when he had supped. Brother Scott Hoffpower, would you bless the cup, please? That blood still washes you white as snow this morning. If I had anything in my life, it still covers. It says, take, drink, this do in remembrance of me. How marvelous. It says, when they had taken, it says they sang a hymn. Just sing it one more time. How marvelous. 
struggle the blood is still applied to you it's it's still the power of God into salvation <laughs> church you better get used to a different kind of Sunday morning and a different kind of week because the time has come Say, oh, I don't know if I signed up for this. You may not have signed up for it, but it'll be, it'll be more wonderful than anything you could have ever imagined when his power and his glory returns to his church. You may not have expected it. You may not have been looking for it, but it'll be like nothing you've ever experienced before. You will have no regrets. <laughs> Sometimes our pride is, oh, what's that? Oh, you'll have no regrets. <laughs> When your children come home, you'll be glad there was power in the house. Whenever addiction breaks off of your life, you'll be glad that there was power in the house, that somebody would shout and that somebody would sing. When, whenever, whenever the things that's held you back began to fall off in the presence and the power of God, you won't be worried about what the neighbor down the street thinks about where you go to church. You'll be, you'll be talking to your neighbor down the street Listen, mm -mm. no more, no more church as usual for me. I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is the power of God and the salvation.